Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Saturday matinee, Saturday matinee. Hey, clear the way in your podcast feed. Hey, you let us through movie news indeed. Oh, come, we're the best of your pods and be advised.
Make way, here they come. Trailer talk, be our chum. Oh, you're gonna love these guys. Mr. Andy Nelson, Mr. Pete Wright, and yes, that was a satirical rendition of Prince Ali from 1992's Aladdin, where the title character rode into town on an elephant. Why is this important? Because for our listeners in the Kingdom of Thailand, this Saturday happens to be National Elephant Day. And in tribute, the next reels Kings and I, Rob Cabosco, present to you Saturday matinee. <laughs> Gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a little disappointed that I'm not Prince Andy. Oh, I, you got that, that really. What the, oh. <laughs> Wait, 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 back it up. Let's do it again. We're going to reset. Everybody, we're going to reset. I didn't. That's what I, I like to say. What's happening right now? Come on, I'm gonna cut yeah, no, I should have thought that. But you know, it's great because elephants are my favorite animal. So oh. it's, it's perfect. It's like I, I was meant to be on this show. So thank you. It was meant to this be. Thank you. is quite wonderful. Well, we welcome everyone listening to us here on a Saturday matinee. We do have the Kings. And I love how I threw in the King and I reference. I, was, I mean, how can you? That was nice. Yeah, you know we're gonna try. Shall we dance? So uh, we, we have we have some wonderful uh, stuff to talk about. How are you guys doing? Is everyone is everyone like over Wandavision? No, have we recovered? Absolutely no. not. I'm still deeply into it, and I can't. I'm as excited for this week's making of Wandavision episode that drops oh, uh, tomorrow in our Wandavision yeah, bubble right, as I right, was the right. finale. It was great. It's great. We didn't Absolutely. even talk about because we were in yeah. the bubble last week. We were in the bubble. Right. You were. You were. Yeah, I know you were. It was, and it, it, you know, as somebody who was what had uh, watched it by the time I listened, it was, um, it was kind of fun to hear you all <laughs> try to figure out, you know, how much you might have enjoyed it, but you weren't quite sure <laughs> yeah. as you talked about. I think it. Rob, I checked me on this. I think the verdict is we liked it. Oh yes. <laughs> well, and you know what? And I told Kyle this. Kyle and I, of course, talked right immediately after, very soon after we had both watched it. And for me, it's amazing. I mean, the whole thing's amazing. But the two things that I came away with is one, there was something that was never even on my board that happened. Okay. And do you know what? Okay. The white vision. Yeah. Getting his memories and escaping. Yeah. Like, Mm. where is white vision? With her white vision. Yeah. Are you serious? Like, that was never even in my universe on that. So that's amazing. The second thing, and I'm going to stand by this, and if I have to go down on the ship, I will. No, it's that's still Pietro from the X Men X Men universe. Oh, Rob, his, you, his you, mind was yeah. wiped. He's the witness in the witness protection program. That photo of him is not a headshot. He's not an out of work actor. That was that shot to tell him, hey, this is who you are. Remember your name. Yeah. No, I, I am I. No, I no. Believe me, I am. I am relentlessly team Cabosco. I just worry that we're going to be disappointed. Yeah. I think they just said, "Eh, (laughs) let's mess with you. Yeah. I feel a little bit like they're they're trolling us. It's a feige troll. I I just loved that. They, they found a way to bring him in. And in, in, if nothing else, it was their opportunity because I would imagine before, I mean, who knows? I don't know when they had all the, the deals in place. I don't know when they started working on the, the ideas of this project. So who knows? It could have just been some other person. It could have been initially the plan was to bring in uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson to actually do it. And then with this whole deal and everything working so well, they're like, you know what, let's just change it up a little bit. And then we'll just make it this this guy who lives in this town who happens to be uh, the same actor who played it in the 
in the other version, the other franchise. And it was, I don't know, it ended up just being really fun. And just essentially for me at this point, it was a fun nod to at least say, you know what, we're now starting to think about how we can integrate things. And they didn't have to do any American Horror Story references or anything. Like, I mean, just let that, just leave that. No murder house. It's Although not- it would have been great if at the very end he did have a room with his little black gimp outfit. I mean, right? <laughs> that would have been kind of funny. No, that's it. I mean, and you're right. I can't wait. You know, we'll, well, we're talking about it in the post that, you know, they're they're concluding it with this behind the scenes sort of look at the show. And then we we barely catch our breath and we've got uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier. So there's a lot going on. I'm very excited uh, yeah, for, Winter, right, for right. Falcon the Winter Soldier. We've integrated the whole thing into our our Friday movie nights. So the first thing we do is we watch one of these shows, and then we do a short film, and then we do whoever's pick of the feature film. So it's kind of a fun little way to kind of uh, kick things off for the evening. It's great. You know who's also very excited? is the executives at Disney Plus. Oh, oh my, <laughs> so, yes, they are. As we've been oh talking I'm sorry, you can't find into... them, but they're rolling in gold doubloons in a giant <laughs> vault somewhere. Look, and wait. They, 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 yeah, Scrooge McDuck really defines <laughs> yes. who these people are at this point in time. <laughs> so there was some news things that we had, we had found. Obviously, the, one of the big news is in the, in, the his, in the world of streaming services was that Disney Plus announced they have reached their milestone of 100 million subscribers. Uh, that article, I found another little <laughs> segment, uh, charter, which I've, I've referenced before. Uh, they did a, did a little segment here where they said that based on this, their current prediction is to have 230 million subscribers by 2024. You, yeah, you downplayed yeah. the, the lead there because they, they, they met their mark of a hundred million, uh, subscribers. That was planned to be around 2024, 2025. Yeah. They met it in 16 months. Now they're saying, you know, we, because initially they're, they're thinking, you know what, we hope to have 60 million to 90 million by 2024. And so. Yeah, I, I think it's insane. fascinating. It's I, I think this story as a business story is is going to go down as a true artifact of the pandemic. Right. Like, I, oh, I sure. feel like that that acceleration, you know, I think their original targets were perfectly rational and well founded and well based in the data that they had at the time. And then the world crushed and. Everybody turned to these streaming services and they just blew up. And I think that is that's going to be the story is what the world health crisis did for streaming services, because I just don't think there are going to be a lot of people who plateau out and say, oh, now I can go outside again. I'm going to cancel my Disney Plus service. Um, I think what I think what's really interesting about that, what, what will be really interesting about that is what it does to their content plans. Right. I mean, because we have right. Falcon Lunar Soldier, we have WandaVision, we have. But, w- you know, what are the other big shows that are that are, you know, coming? When you look at the Nielsen ratings for February, you see it's mostly Netflix for the series stuff. And then, you know, uh, Disney Plus takes all the top movies or takes half of the top movies, I think, is, is how it shook out. But um, it's mostly Netflix for series. And so what is it going to be besides WandaVision, besides Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's that's going to really continue to drive that uh, that sort of new appetite? If if there's something I think that we can learn from, I mean, the, the challenge is COVID. Because COVID is still there, it's very difficult to still work in production. And luckily, with these projects that we're seeing now, they were largely already shot by the time COVID hit and really started making productions that much more difficult. So they already, so really it was the post-production process. Yeah. I would imagine, and, and that's going to be a challenge because yes, they're, they're, they're growing like crazy. 
it's going to be hard to catch up content wise because they just can't run out and do a ton of production now that they have all this money to do it with. That being said, I think the lesson that maybe they're learning is that, wow, hey, you know what? We were able to do it with Raya and The Last Dragon. We were able to do it with Soul. Animation allows, it's, it's an industry that allows people to do all their work from home. They don't ever have to go to set. And there's big credits at the end of those, both of those films telling, saying, hey, you know what? We really appreciate all you people working from home. We figured out this system and it was really hard, but we made it work. We're really appreciative of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, What If really is going to start getting, uh, you know, moved up or something or, or more animated projects, because it seems like in the times of difficult production, that may be a way to kind of uh, move things along a little quicker. I have a prediction. What if has been strangely quiet? I predict they are going to announce it launches like two weeks after Falcon and the Winter Soldier end. Yeah. Yeah. That it's going to be a okay and the wheel keeps turning. Well, and, and there's that. And and I think we, we also haven't gone back to Star Wars. Like, I really think that right. ultimately what will what the, the menu that's going to play out is every Friday there will be something amazing and new. And we're going to go back to must see TV and it's going to yeah. bounce back and forth between a Marvel property and a Star Wars property. And that's just going to be where we are, which frankly no. yeah. is fine. Is it just it <laughs> does it blow your mind, though? Like when you look at the economy of scale on this. Okay, let's say they get to the 230 million subscribers, which every certainly every indication is that that's going to happen. I would just blows my mind is we, we've talked about uh, Raya and the Last Dragon recently uh, uh, for another show, and we talked about okay that 30 bucks you get to 230 million subscribers if 10 percent of them pluck the 30 bucks down. Yeah, that's 690 million dollars. Yeah. Just just take the fact well, that they're making you know 230. I mean, right now 100 million. Right. People are subscribed yes. and they're making eight dollars $8 per month from those. That's eight hundred million dollars per month yeah. that they're bringing in. And you get you get two hundred and thirty million. You're over. You're like one point six billion. You're, you're yeah. a month. You're pulling in on top. The numbers just absolutely go crazy. Yeah. Well, do you do you think Netflix is worried? Disney's catching up. Now, now I'm curious. I mean, Pete brought up a great point with COVID and everything. How are things going to shift when things really start kind of leveling out as far as COVID? People start going out and doing other things. I mean, you're right, Pete. People aren't going to just dump all their subscriptions. But I'm wondering if if that sharp jump that they had from 2020 to 2021 is going to really start kind of leveling out a little bit and it may uh, who knows i mean it may it may still be 2025 by the time they hit that mark who knows i'm curious but um yeah i i I think netflix has to be worried a little bit well yeah i mean i mean it's a big week i mostly because i had i had two stories on the on the docket that i think relate to this and the, the first one is you know la theaters open next week and this is right on the heels of new york city theaters that opened last weekend and um you know in 2019 los angeles the los angeles market made up nine percent of the overall uh you know uh theater intake. So it, it those could be big if we really have this COVID thing kind of if, if everybody by May, June are going to be Iron Man and Fourth of July is going to be kind of normal as we're hearing kind of live right now as we record this. Um, what is that going to do to to some of our, our media diet? That That's number one. Number two is uh, Netflix is testing a new feature. And I'm so curious if you guys have seen it yet. If you've seen it, you're bad. 
Well, yeah, wait, I was going to say that's a trick question. No, I yeah, have not right. seen it. <laughs> this My is parents, what, though, may have. This is what I like to call, we know your aunt doesn't have 300 nephews. Netflix is finally cracking down on password sharing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it turns out that this is a thing that they're really looking at. So here we go. As a business story, as a technology story, they should have been doing this all along. As a business story, they did great by not doing this all along because they gave everybody a taste and now they have the technology and they're saying, you know, at scale, we think we can really, you know, we know that you, if there's one Netflix account and there are 14 different streams in 14 different parts of the world, that probably you're sharing your password and they have a new little message that, that they're testing that pops up that says, hey, if you don't live with a person who has this account, you need your own account. Please go get it and uh, give them a little option to sign up. So again, as a business story, um, I, I think this could bode very well for Netflix to the tune that where, you know, when we have Disney Plus and Netflix reporting their numbers, they're just not even going to report zeros anymore. It'll just be, we have all the subscribers and we're doing fine. <laughs> right. You know who else operates businesses that way, Pete? I, Drug dealers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here, oh, here's I was, a taste. I was going to say, and, taste. and Apple. Apple does that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They all operate like drug dealers. Here's here's your free crack. Just taste it. See what you think. Now you got to pay for it. You don't need to see exactly. numbers. Now that you're Just addicted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what, though? I think, uh, honestly, it's time. Because, look, I'm I'm a believer that if you put in the investment, especially for content creators, you deserve to to be enumerated. Like, I mean, like, I, I think that's fine. Like, I have no issues with that. And I and I think Netflix knows. I mean, whatever they're saying now, their subscribers, what, over 200 million? Yeah. Is that what? They're, yeah. 206 yeah, or something right yeah. now. So, uh, you know, hopefully in a dream world, this would mean a lower, lower fees if they can get more people to pay up for it. Well, you know, and there's a, there's a practical thing, too, that I don't think people talk enough about, which is, you know, there there are all sorts of uh, negative stories about how, you know, really, we just have the the cable model again. You're just paying all the fees all you want. But one of the things that we got rid of is contracts. The fact that I can dip into these services when there are shows that I want to watch and then cancel them and not pay for them uh, makes exactly. this a menu that I have at my disposal and I can choose whether to pay monthly or pay annually. It's fine. So practically, I have reduced my overall bill for, for these things, even though I'm paying for multiple services at a time. Um, we, we're still in disaster straits with, you know, Hulu Live TV and YouTube TV. I mean, that's still, you know, it's it's local television is having a rough time. But but for the big entertainment networks, it's it, I, I think if you use it right, it's uh, it work can work out in your favor. How about the theaters? Uh, so what what are we thinking right now? Theater theaters. When's the when's the nearest time theaters are safe? That's a good question. I, I mean, you know, we live in Arizona, though. I mean, our theaters never really closed. We, yeah, <laughs> they've true. been open this whole time. So I, I see these news stories, and I'm like, Psh, that's nothing. Uh, but but in but really, I mean, it's it's nice that theaters are going to open. I, I I guess I'm curious. I'm going to be really curious to see now that they're quote open how many people go. Because even here in Arizona, I don't think the numbers are that big at the theaters. Um, I've gone um, once, and it was pretty thin. Mm -hmm. As far as the crowd, well, I'm going to get so. that stat right. Largest loss, the larger Los Angeles market provided nearly nine percent of all box office box office revenue in 2019, while New York DMA turned in seven point four percent. And at at present, right now, as we record this, forty five forty six percent of theaters in North America are operational. They're all in Arizona. 
<laughs> according to Comscore. This is in Hollywood Reporter. Link in the show notes. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm you know hopeful though, but I think I think honestly, I think things are moving faster than I than I certainly expected, and that's good for everybody. Everybody, please continue to stay safe and do what you need to do. Um, so okay, so let's okay, let's be all be hopeful. Theaters will open. the 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 movie industry, our big our big properties and licenses, are going to start to awaken. I uh, we have a story here that uh, Warner Brothers apparently has realized. Hey, we have a character that everyone loves. You're all making money, gobs of cash, extending your properties. We could do the same with a little guy by the name of Harry Potter. Oh, I thought I, it was I'm the Ron so- Weasley story. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione, Hermione and Ron. We got Lois and Superman. We can, I mean, come on, we can do this. <laughs> Hermione and that guy. Yeah. No, I mean, a no surprise here. I, I, I mean, I'm almost surprised it took them this long to, to really admit that, yeah, we're looking at series. We're looking at expand, taking the Cursed Child, which was the live show. I, I'm sure sky's the limit. It, it depends on who's willing to sign contracts and what's going to happen. As far as this franchise goes, I think it all still boils down to Rowling and her signing off on things. Right. I mean, I'm assuming that's pretty much going to be the case. So um, so really, it, it boils down to her and what she's willing to kind of let uh, get put out there. So I'm curious. I, 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 you know, I bought the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, um, the book, kind of the, the of play. The play. Yeah. I have not, uh, I haven't read it yet. And I don't know if that speaks to a lack of interest in the property, if I'm kind of tired of it, because Fantastic Beasts kind of wore me out, I'll be honest. Um, I just, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I just felt like the story was so good by itself. Do we, but again, it's, it's the nature of the beast, right? You create something really popular. Everybody wants more. And then it's the thing. Do you leave them hungry for more and never satisfy them? Or do you give them more and then deal with the fact that some people aren't going to be thrilled with what you gave them? And that's always the case. Or is Johnny the case Depp Star available Wars or any and can we thing. just get him signed up for everything? <laughs> Right, because right. that's what everyone's right. asking. Right well, <laughs> we have a young, well, young Grindelwald story. <laughs> you're, no, there's everything's complicated. Well, there's, I'm. I guess. The, I guess my reaction to this was is that because there have been some complications with certain of the names that we have just mentioned in this universe. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I, wow. I mean, it'll it will be interesting how they move forward. But I mean, they got theme parks. They got everything. There. There's going to be. Oh yeah. There's going to be more yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the it's not like the story isn't worthy of plumbing the depths of its marketing potential. Like it, it is objectively, it's a fun story, and uh, and it's one people can relate to. So whatever you think of of um, Rowling, I have some real problems with J.K. Rowling. I I do personally, oh, yeah. and yet I do I, I do find a, a great connection to. Harry Potter for whatever reason, uh, but sure. it's, it's good stuff. And it's interesting, though, because, you know, they did build a whole theme park based off of this property. And it does make me think, you know, very rarely do you have a whole park based on a property. I mean, at Universal, it used to be like, here's a here's a land or here's a ride based on this particular property. Because then after like 10 or 20 years, people are like, yeah, you know, I've been on the E.T. ride a whole bunch of times and right. I'm kind of tired of it. What's next? You know, and they replace it with something else that's newer and fresher. And if they aren't going to do that with this Harry Potter universe, I would think that eventually people are going to hit this point where like, yeah, I've been to the park and I really don't feel like going again. You know, what else are you going to give me? And that's the danger of creating these huge theme parks off something like this. It's like it almost 
pushes the studio to say, you know what, you got to keep cranking out fresh material because we need the ability for the park to start changing things up. So you got to be creating new content for us. Well, and you're 100% right, because you've read the rumors about already Disney, apparently, as they're getting ready to reopen the parks, they've already put in emotions plans to, to reset parts of Galaxy's Edge to the Mandalorian. Well, of course they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, of That's course, because they were smart. like, that, that makes <laughs> yeah, tons yeah. of sense, right? Like, yep. so, well, that was a short shelf life, wasn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, okay. it's amazing how quickly that giant Millennium Falcon became kind of broke. Oh, <laughs> man, seriously. Yeah. Resistance, yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, just last thing I just want to bring up. I did think this was funny. Steven Spielberg is set to direct a film loosely based on his childhood. See, <laughs> and, I, and I thought that was your trailer pick this week. Oh. <laughs> See what I did there? I beat you to the joke. I um, it was. I was going to do an Arizona loop because he spent a lot of his, his adolescence in Arizona. I just I just have to say the building that I used to work in has his portrait on the side because apparently when he was young, he played his short film in that building on the Wallace and Ladmo show. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so. Uh, so, yes, there, I, I, I have a very faint touch of that history. From my own child, from my own working Aww. life here in Arizona. Well, so yeah, there you go. Well, what a what a weird movie though. I just got to say, really, yeah. I thought <laughs> I I hope it's I hope it's thrilling, but I'm like, huh? Okay. I never remember stories about like the the trauma of Spielberg's childhood. So. Yeah, this didn't I? Yeah, and I did. That was a connection in my trailer because I got confused. Speaking of trailers, <laughs> let's talk about some. Uh, Andy, you're up first. Y- you have an interesting trailer about a, a, a journey. Sometimes you're going through trailers and you're finding things. Oh, this could be interesting. This could be interesting. Eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. And then I stumbled upon this one. It's called The Tunnel. And it is a a Norwegian film. Apparently, there are a ton of tunnels. And it's really 
kind of harrowing as to, uh, I don't know if it's normally harrowing, you drive through a tunnel, you drive through a tunnel. But when something goes wrong in a particular tunnel, it can be incredibly harrowing. And this film, which is actually a 2019 disaster film from Norway directed by, I'm going to probably butcher this name, uh, Pal Ole. There you go. There's my best uh, best you guess. Great. You sound like it a native. Is, did I sound like I, yeah, I was from there? <laughs> I, I, I mean, there are there, this, there are, you know, I, it's one of those stories. It's a, it's a disaster film, right? You meet a whole bunch of characters and you're getting a sense of all of them. They all happen to coincide in this tunnel at the same time. And then there's a big tunnel fire. A truck crashes and creates this huge tunnel fire in this tunnel that's nine kilometers long. There's ash everywhere covering people. No one can see. No one can figure out how to get out. And so we're following... Um, Sven, the bulldozer driver, as he's trying to uh, get, you know, get people out, help people. Apparently people, you know, there's family, they're, they're trying to save and all that sort of stuff. I love these sorts of films, disaster films. You know, even the bad ones can be often a ton of fun. Uh, and this has a sense of, I don't know, I guess I was thrown back to several disaster films uh, from my uh, from when I was younger. One is, of course, The Towering Inferno, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with this fire in this huge tall tower. The other, of course, was the the Sylvester Stallone film, where they're all stuck in the tunnel. Um, what was that? Daylight. Daylight. Daylight, yes. And, and it's flooding, and I, just blending these two things, and I just reread the, Stephen King's The Stand, and they they there are several points where characters have to go through. Pete, you should know this: the Eisenhower Tunnel yeah. up in the mountains of Colorado, and it's completely full of cars, and it's just <laughs> reeks of death, and it's, you have to go through blind because there you don't have any way to see or anything. And some characters have to go through a tunnel um, to get off of the island uh, in uh, to off, off of Long Island, and so just this whole idea of tunnels, right? Right now, it's just like it, it, watching this trailer. It just really hit me. I'm like, this is going to be a really fun, interesting um, foreign film. I mean, it is. It's Norwegian, but I just loved the look of it. I love the feel of it. What did you two think? Okay, so first of all, I had three comments. One, yeah, we're, there's no Sylvester Stallone in this because I even had the note. I was like, you know what? I mean, no I thought that was cameo? contractually obligated on global <laughs> scale in perpetuity. Amen, dude. Come on. Um, okay, wait. <laughs> And it, it looks and it looks great. I mean, obviously, it, it is it exactly is everything you described. Two things then I just want to add. As I'm watching it, was there like a shot of like a screen somewhere that said, hey, if you get stuck in a Norwegian tunnel, you're on your own? And I was like, yeah, hey, what is that right. about? What do, you, what do you mean? Like there are death traps <laughs> yeah. in Nor- Norway. Why would we? No, I don't want that. <laughs> like <laughs> there was. Okay. Yeah. That got me totally confused. And then the best is, and this is giving nothing away because it was in the trailer. There's a shot of like the bus entering the tunnel and then just weirdly a little blue plastic bag goes flying in. And I was like, well, that's an odd thing to hold in the shot. <laughs> little do you know, that's the villain. And and these buses have no windshield wipers. Destruction ensues. That's exactly. my take. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the American beauty uh, <laughs> plastic bag floating <laughs> in the breeze that causes the accident. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I I thought it looked great and horrifying. Um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's one of those 
you know, great disaster movies. I feel like we can now do a series of tunnel, disaster tunnel movies uh, because we've got this, we've got yes, Daylight, please. and there was a Korean uh, film called Tunnel uh, from 2015, mm. 16, 17, somewhere in there that that was really good, actually, and not, <laughs> not so much a disaster film, but like a kind of character drama, but it was really great. And um, so I think we got to do it. And this movie seems like it would be the perfect addition, uh, you know, celebrating that the traditional Norwegian purple hair. And uh, no, I thought it looked great. Fantastic. Well, I, I don't see any release dates for it at this particular point in time here in the States. At this point, it looks like, it, I mean, it opened in 2019 in in Norway on Christmas. It was a, it was the Christmas <laughs> release for people back there. Um, and it's the had a slow roll across the country. <laughs> uh, right, I know. It's had a slow roll around the world. Um, it's on internet, all sorts of different places now. Um, and at this point, I mean, the trailer just popped up here in the US. So I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to get picked up for some form of U.S. distribution here soon. It just, at this point, hasn't been announced. But uh, I will be looking for it. Okay, I may have found this. Uh, I think I saw Feb- uh, April 9th for Video On Demand. Oh, great. That's April 9th, Video On Demand. So I, if that Excellent. is true, now you're going to have a tough time because it's either this or Thunder Force. Mm. No, we're not going to have a tough time, Rob. <laughs> I, That's yeah, I don't know if we're going to have a tough time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did that so last dis- time, last week. So disappointing. So disappointing. Oh, breaks okay. my heart. <laughs> well, you got to live anyway. Yeah, that's right. All right, nicely done. All right, I am I am up next. Um, I got confused. I, I was, yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was like, okay, what trailers? What's new trailers? I'm looking through them, and I see Honeydew. I like Honeydew. I, sometimes I prefer it over Cantaloupe. And... And I saw Spielberg, and I was like, Spielberg? Well, that's a name I know. Well, then there we go. That's my trailer, right? And, and then I watched the trailer. And, and I was like, well, I'm committed now. That kid is staring at us. Uh, do you know any anything that might be open this late? Like a motel or... Might be something further north. Nope. Sam. Did you leave the hazards on? Did I leave the hazards on? Hi. We were just wondering if we could borrow your phone. Oh, please, please. Where are my manners? Oh. You two must be starving. Room for dessert? There's no uh, online or phone service over here. Sam? You like cardamom? We were overindulging in God's feet. Riley? We have been given an opportunity for absolution. So we will be judged The movie is Honeydew. 
It is from uh, director De- Devereaux Mil- Milburn, I would assume. Uh, this stars Sawyer Spielberg. Yes, one of Steven's sons making, I believe this is one of his first acting roles. Uh, Malin Barr and Barbara Kingsley. Okay, here's the deal. It's a horror film. If any of you have ever seen Saturday Night Live did a skit one time about if Wes Anderson had done a horror film. It's, it was a thing that involved Ed Norton. The title of that was The Midnight Quarterie of Sinister Intruders. The title of this film, because it looks just like a Wes Anderson rural horror movie, would be The Afternoon Coterie of Sinister Cannibals. <laughs> I'm trashing my own pick. That's you fine. Really are. I don't know what to say about this. What do you? I mean, no, I, I don't know. I don't know why you're trashing it. I love this. I was like, oh my god, I totally want to watch this right now. This looks and afterwards, I've got to watch so Scorsese's weird. Cantaloupe. Okay, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I thought no, it's it was quirky. Coppola's, but no, yes. You know where it had me? <laughs> quirky. That's the way we're going to characterize how no, you do. Put it on the poster. Where it had me was in this oh, one of the early scenes where the the couple, the, the 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 main two characters are in a car. There's this great shot that just the way the camera movement works, which is why I thought of Wes Anderson. The shot of them passing this guy on a bike. They stop the car. They look back and they go, that guy's watching us. And then it cuts to this lanky, tall dude on a bike that is like five sizes too small for him. Just stop there looking at them. And I was like, what's happening here? Creepy. Yes. Creepy. Super yes. creepy. But it's, it looks, it's not, it, it's, it's, it's Wes Anderson. That's what I got. That's the vibe I got from this. And I was like, oh, okay. I totally didn't get the Wes Anderson vibe, but I, I just loved everything about it. It was so peculiar. I love it when people, like there's this great run of these horror films where they they bring in some older actors to play some really interesting characters. And I, I love seeing them in this, like Barbara Kingsley. And uh, just like, she just has this creepy look through it. And I, I, just, I don't know. I, it works for me. Everything about this... Um, I hope it's good because the trailer is so weird. I, I'm totally sold. I am really interested in seeing this one. Oh, very nice. That's so Pete, that's you don't a agree. Win. No, I, I'm yeah. going to tell you exactly what's going to happen with this movie is Andy's <laughs> going to see it and love it. And I'm going to complain about it, about it uh, rigorously for a long time and say, oh, no, I don't like horror movies. And, oh, it's too scary. And why would I want to do that to myself? And then I'm going to see it. And not unlike Midsommar, it's going to race up to my top 20 movies of all time. So <laughs> that's what's going to happen. It's fine. As long as we all know that going in, we're all fine. Well, we well. Good news is we don't have long to wait. It uh, began its limited release in theaters yesterday uh, for for us on Saturday, uh, and then it will go to streaming services on April thirteenth. Well, that's coming right up. I will be looking. Yeah. For I it. shall commence complaining post haste. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. Pete, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, so mine's kind of a teaser. Um, it's uh, it's a Shyama joint. Is that a thing? It's a Shyama. Uh, okay. So it's a Shyama lane. So we've got a Shyama Lama lane. Spielbergian, Kubrickian. Yeah. I'm, trying, I'm still trying to find what is it? What is it? It's a Shyama so. joint. Um, and it's called Old, and we only have a little bit of a teaser. Are we there yet? This beach, it's beautiful. My swimsuit is hurting. They do look small. Come on, let's play hide and seek. Have you seen my children? Mom, I'm right here. He was six years old this morning. Oh no. Mom, I'm scared. There's something wrong with this beach. We were chosen for a reason. What's happening? I don't know. I can't think. Old, old. 
only in theaters this summer. I put this in because uh, even though it's 30 seconds, it gives a lot of story in 30 seconds. It jams, like, I feel like I get it. I get it. I get what's going on, and I get the mystery. Um, and uh, it's just a family on a tropical holiday who discover they're on the beach, and the beach, as they're relaxing, makes them old. And it could have been called 2020. <laughs> it's <just> what <laughs> I, I actually, I mean, I think that's really interesting because we're seeing. I, I think we're going to see even more of these movies that that are that are made or conceived you know, as uh, over the last year um, and and really reflect culturally, they're holding up a mirror of that experience and what it was like for people. I don't know how long he's been actually planning this movie, but it felt resonantly uh, 2020 to me. I thought it was it, it was really great. It's, uh, uh, you know, Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, you know, if you were a fan of the uh, hit movie Blindness, wasn't that the name of it? Oh, you're 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 being mean now. You're digging. What? I'm telling you, that was a. <laughs> white hot trash fire that film i could not, not stand it but we also have rufus sewell and uh, thomas mckenzie and uh, uh alex wolf is in this one and ken lung and uh eliza scanlon i mean there are people that we like in this movie and they are doing scary creepy things and uh i I thought it looked great. I was very excited about it. Like, I don't know. Was I Sixth Sense excited about it? I don't know. Was I Sixth Sense excited before I saw Sixth Sense? I don't know that either. I don't know anything. What do you guys think? If if I had to create an alternate title, and, and this is not meant, this is no, this is, here's what I would describe this movie. It's reverse cocoon set in Lost. Okay. And that's good. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. That's yeah. good. The second thing is all what you said, plus... I was already trying to figure out what's the twist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what's the right? That's like, the, yeah. The, 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 I don't know. The, maybe yeah, there is no yeah. twist. Maybe it's just a bunch maybe. of people sitting on a beach getting old and watching their bones just, break. And then what's it's the, what's not, the, what's yeah. the most horrible horror getting old? Yeah. Good luck. That's it. You've already been there. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious about it's based on a, a graphic novel named Sandcastle by uh, Frederick mm. Peters and Pierre Oscar Levy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I'm curious to check that out um, to see, uh, just kind of get a taste of the story beforehand. Um, You know, it really piqued my curiosity. I really loved it. I really love the fact that you picked a trailer that actually plays itself twice in the course of the of the YouTube link to make it seem longer. I'm like, really? That was that was weird. (laughs) And weren't you watching to see what's different? Yeah, there's a reason why I did. Like, they changed it. I didn't realize it wasn't. That was just some movie trailer clips no. game. Like that wasn't even Boo? a, sh- a yeah, shiama twist. Some weird thing. Some weird thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know these uh, these uh, graphic novelists. But the story sounds really fascinating, and it sounds like a really interesting. There are apparently in the book or in the graphic novel, thirteen people stuck on this beach trying to figure out how to get out of here before they all grow too old and die. Fantastic. So. Sandcastles available <laughs> in it. Comicsology. Yeah, love it. So cool. And, awesome. And Looking that's forward a to it. summer. All it was is the teaser was summer release. We don't know anything else. July 2021. Oh. Only in theaters, it says. Yeah. I am hopeful. That is great. I also stand hopeful. All right. That was wonderful. That was a nice uh, selection of trailers. Okay. It's time for uh, a change of pace. Um, I, I had an interesting week where earlier in the week, I had seen an advertisement for a particular new piece of movie merchandise. 
And I said to myself, this, this piece of merchandise is so awesome, unique. I have to have one. And I said to myself, you know what? I think I can turn this into a game. So here's what I've done. I have curated various pieces of movie merchandise into seven categories. I will present to you three items in each category, but devilishly, one of the three is a fake and exists only in the recesses of my imagination. You two will work as a team to correctly determine which one is the fake. Spoiler, two of the seven categories are traps where all three items are real. It's time to play movie merch madness. <laughs> wow. All right. And let me tell you something Crazy. on that title. By the way, incidentally, um, that title is an example of alliteration featuring the letter M. If you like the letter M and alliteration, then check out the Marvel Movie Minutes Season 3 <laughs> podcast, which re- recently released its comic primer and introductory episode to Iron Man 2. If I, if I can say something. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. are you are you ready do you think you're ready for this <laughs> let's yeah. do it all right here we go all right category number one i want to start something a little bit easy ease us into this you're going to find the fake i'll let you talk about it no clues just i'm going to tell you what they are category number one star wars item number one a c-3po ceramic tape dispenser featuring a conspicuously placed roll of tape number two a Tauntaun sleeping bag featuring an intestined patterned lining. Or item number three, Jabba the Hutt's Clatooine Patty Frog Punch Bowl featuring a throne room inspired stand with goblets. Gentlemen. Oh, wow. Which That's one the easy is thing? This is, is going to be so much harder than I thought. I was ready for this and then not suddenly and abruptly. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say I want the, the, the sleeping bag. I want the Java. I want the sleeping bag to be real, and, and I, I want, want the punch, punch bowl, bowl to be real. real. I totally agree with Those you. I the other that. thing, I don't even remember what the first one was. C3PO so tape dispenser. That's probably so real. That's probably real. That, I'm going to say it's I'm going to say it's not, but I think we're going to get burned. I want the other two badly. <laughs> so you're, you're, I want them now. Yeah. You want the C3PO tape dispenser as the fake one. I would sleep yeah, in that sleeping bag in bed with my wife. Tonight, if that were here. (laughs) After having a drink from that punch bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if that's your final answer, you are incorrect. It, oh, the punch bowl is the fake item. Oh, I will really? tell you though, that's a you great want, idea, yeah. though, isn't it? It's a great yes, idea. Yeah. That's what we want uh, the Tauntaun sleeping bag. For those of you who remember Think Geek, which is no longer in existence. Yeah. Yes, that was an April Fool's Day joke that they had that they were able to actually make <laughs> and put in production. The C three PO ceramic tape dispenser is C three PO sitting down, and the roll of tape is between his legs, and you pull. Never mind. Are you oh, kidding? My no, that's real. What? That's totally that's... real. It's like on eBay for a lot of money now because it's way gone. Uh, Um, Wow. So, okay. All right. It's Rob. Okay. I I win that one. All right. It's fine. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Category number two, clothing. Item number one is a Brokeback Mountain belt buckle from Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) Number (laughs) I I felt like I had to ask for making sure we knew that. Item number two. <laughs> but yeah, it's so bad. I thought it was from Rhinestone. Number two. Patches Ohulahan's official leather bomber jacket from Dodgeball, a true underdog story. 
<laughs> nice. Num- number three, a pair of Spartan leather briefs from the movie 300. Which one is fake? Well, I know those are real because I'm wearing those right now. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, geez. Okay. I, this, the, all of these. Wait, okay. Wait, so now I forgot what the first one was. <laughs> the Brokeback Mountain Buckle. Brokeback Mountain Buckle. Just a cool right, right. bomber jacket, a pair of Spartan leather briefs. The buckle, the bomber jacket, the leather briefs. One, I don't want any of those things. So that makes this really difficult. Much a lot harder. Easier. Um, it makes it easier. Because now, now we're not biased by saying, "Well, I want that to be there real." We We've removed bias, but now all three are equal. I can, I can visualize no, well, okay, the madness now, but, of where, of having, uh, nay, maybe wearing a brokeback mountain belt buckle <laughs> with my patches well, yeah, of hand bomber jacket and leather briefs. Yeah, see, I'm going to say it's geez. a jack and the belt buckle. I'm going to. I feel like you're probably right because I feel like the 300. Like while that is, I don't know. Because that could be one of those yeah. weird gifts that people that that ends up being out there. Is it and like, hey, hey, three hundred briefs? I don't know. It, also, it could be Rob playing with us because of the proximity of, of Zack Snyder's Justice League. But remember, several of these, Pete, all three of them could are, be tra- real. are real. Yeah, this there could be traps. a trap. He could yeah. have introduced an early round. Okay, trap. but here's the thing: think about the movies. Yeah. how many like. I can see there being a fan base for Dodgeball totally. that is buying. I think stuff. that one's a lock. Do we take that one off the? I, I, I think let's, that's a let's lock, lock yeah, that one in. Right, good. Yeah. I is there a market for Brokeback Mountain fans to say, "Hey, <laughs> if only let's, I had let's let's, mar- let's sell some belt, <laughs> some belt buckles buckle and maybe some flannel." Especially because, like, isn't the thing in? And correct me if I'm wrong, but Brokeback Mountain, it's all about the jacket. Like that's the thing yeah. that, like, he's hugging at the end and everything. Like that to me would be the thing that they sell more of rather than belt. Buckles. So you're going to go with the 300 briefs as a gag, maybe as a gag <laughs> gift, and the as jacket like a, as a fan yeah. gift. Uh, I don't know. I mean, tell me I'm stupid because I mean, yeah, the belt buckle does seem like a more normal thing to buy. It sure that's does. for sure. It sure does. I can. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I would say, or do we say all three are real? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say all, go three all three. Of these We're are gonna real. go all three, Rob. Rob, all three. Well, unfortunately, it's the <laughs> the patches of Hulahan jacket is not real. I, that, really? Yeah, that, now when, that was the one. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you the story. First of all, and this is awesome, but you guys went way deeper in conversation than I expected on this. Okay. <laughs> Spartan Leather Briefs, the good fine people from Medieval Collectibles for $89 will be happy yeah, to see. sell you a pair. <laughs> I totally see that Oops. being something crazy. Yeah. People are going to so, want that. And okay. Now, the, bro- the Brokeback Mountain belt buckle, Ang Lee actually had 100 belt buckles made as a cast and crew gift, and many of them oh. have made their way to eBay. Ah, selling okay. For as much as so, okay. Selling so in their, so, their quick release. No, okay. <laughs> But I'm glad to know that that's, that was like a cast gift that yes. now just there's a secondhand market for, as opposed to saying, hey, you know what's going to be yeah. hot this this summer? <laughs> Check out these Brokeback Mountain I mean, belt buckles. No. <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to move on. Okay. You, right now, you guys are down. Okay. That's like, like McDonald's. That's their new thing. Come on, kids. Happy meal. Happy meal. Brokeback Mountain belt buckles. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if this gets easier or not. All right. Cate- category number three. Inanimate Ooh. action figures. In- so these are action mm. figures. 
inanimate, inanimate. In, what, inanimate. all action figures in inanimate. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, <laughs> well, hold on. Here you go. Number one, the monolith from 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. Number two, wait till you get it. Number two, the meat from Rocky. <laughs> so the side of beef that he's punching. Okay. And number three, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> which which I one's can't fake? Believe it. You, that means you found at least two of these. Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This what is what are we doing? You uh, really have to wonder. <laughs> okay, two thousand one. You know that's going to be a real thing because that's the sort of thing a movie collector like. Here's my Maltese Falcon, and here's my here's yeah. the monolith. This yeah. is my monolith. I think the meat. I think the meat is real. I'm gonna go with the meat because honestly, that's one that I would want to put on my desk. You know me. I feel strongly (laughs) about that. I don't even remember what the Uh, third one was because I believe in the first two. Bernie Bernie from Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) I want that to be real. I really do. That's so funny. Well, maybe it's the, uh, maybe this is a trap. <laughs> this, maybe this uh, is the one we've been waiting maybe, for. I think it, uh, this is, okay, this is, you know, three of seven. We're like, we're in, it's almost 50-50. Yeah. Do we, do we dare say? Uh, okay, who, okay. Is it like a Todd McFarlane thing? Like, would Todd McFarlane toys, would they be selling them with the Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's? Like, kind of like lounging about yeah, somewhere it might be okay. maybe uh, all right it's either one and two or all of them i don't i don't feel as strongly yeah. about bernie as i do the first two oh, let's just do the first two okay we're gonna go with the first two rob <gasps> you're right <gasps> you win oh! <laughs> so, so the model is- <laughs> another product made by think geek uh the meat from rocky yeah it was part of the toy whiz uh rocky action figure line <laughs> Which is absurd. Bernie. Nailed it. No Bernie. No Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> figures. You say that like so we're funny, shocked. That's, uh, come on, yeah, everybody. It's like Todd, Todd McFarlane Toys puts all sorts of crazy things yeah. out, and that's the sort of thing they put out. Absolutely. So I totally would have believed that one. <laughs> In a world where a side of beef counts as an action figure. I mean, come on. That's right. All right. Okay. All right. Category number four. Oh, this is interesting. What's that smell? <laughs> Which, which, by the way, is also the name of a wonderful podcast in the Next Real Family of Programming, Season 5, currently keeping us all calm and pleasant during these turbulent times. So, smells. Item number one, the Avengers cologne set, smell like a superhero. Wow. Item number two, the 007 candle, smell like an Aston Martin mixed with a dry martini. 100% that exists. (laughs) Number three... The Ghostbusters Ghost Trap Incense Burner. Who says smelling good is only for the living? Oh, for crying Which out is loud. The fake. All right. <laughs> I, the James Bond thing, absolutely, because there's a touch of class. I feel like the Ghostbusters thing is real. That that seems like a, a, some, a strange bit of marketing I, that would I, be I, out dare there. Dare I say it? Probably Think Geek, because now we know where Rob got all his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the first one... Was that the Avengers. the Avengers smell like a superhero? I think this is the one. I would say, okay, all three. I'm with you, Andy. All three. Stand, hashtag stand with Andy, Rob. Yeah. Son of a gun, it's tied. You guys win. <laughs> that one's right. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so yeah, all these are real things. 
The cologne set comes from uh, they, there's a company that has made various uh, fragrances, Star Trek themed, whole bunch of different stuff. <laughs> Star Wars themed. Smell like a Klingon. Seriously, Captain Kirk. I don't uh, know what he smells like. Um, uh, and then there's the, the, cal- the candle. Yeah, this James Bond candle exists. That yeah. was a thing. I feel like I've actually seen yeah, that. That yeah. one's that's real. Yeah. And the Ghostbusters Ghost Trap, Ghost Trap was the incense burner was the thing I saw this early, earlier in the week that absolutely I was like, that's amazing. It looks just like it. Metal. When you burn the incense, it looks like a ghost is trapped in the. Go- mm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Here we go. All right. Category number five. Plush playthings. <laughs> okay. Number one, <laughs> an alien chest burster and face hugger two pack. Number two. A Starship Troopers three-pack, Warrior Bug, Tanker Bug, and Brain Bug. <laughs> or number three, adorable little Mikey Myers who comes complete with Jack-O-Lantern and Soft Goods Knife. Oh. Which one is fake? Well, I know number I one have, is real. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen number one. Or at least I've seen the facehugger portion of it, so I'm assuming the other portion is here's, real. Here's the problem with number two is, like, that's a movie that misunderstood itself. Who's going to make? action figure or plushies about that movie <laughs> that's a good question um although now that's exactly the sort of thing that think geek would put out because you're right you that's know, a good point yeah, uh, yeah. office officer it's thinking. in retrospect yeah. yeah um and then so what was uh like, oh the that seems like a cheeky sort of gift to give compared a, to uh, the michael myers yeah the, I, yeah i, I think it's totally one two. something that you're gonna go one and two Oh no! I think three? that Michael Myers could be. I don't know. I I I say one and three. Oh, I would go one or, and three, or all three. Yeah, I would go one and three. Yeah. Let's go one and three. Okay, let's do Here one and three. Rob, oh, you win again. You take the lead. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay, so yeah, you've guys seen the chest burster and the face hugger. Yep. Yes, this stuff, Michael Myers. I want. The, the warrior bug and the tanker bug and the brain bug. <laughs> they had toys for that. That movie's a classic. Anyway, <laughs> well, whatever. you know what? We, let's spin up the TNR line of, of plushies. Of plushies, yeah. Merch. <laughs> exactly. Let's see what, see what we can do with that. All right. Okay. Okay. You guys are in the All lead. Right. All <laughs> right. There's two, two categories left. All right. Category number six, cosplay curiosities. Number one. The Harry Potter vibrating Nimbus 2000. Oh, God. Don't quit it. Don't, don't quit it yourself. W- wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. I'm going to ask a clarifying question before you get yes. to the next two. So after yes. Harry Potter, are these like legit props for cosplay or like home manufactured, just things you've seen on the convention floor? Oh, I, I think these are things that, um, let's say, they, it, well, they, either they exist or not. Either they have been produced and I should note, have either been produced and still available or produced. And okay. Produced, you available for sale right. at exactly. one point. Okay. I'm just saying Somebody cos- cosplay is just okay. that you could be using yeah. these for cosplays. Harry okay. Potter, right. gotcha. Vibrating right. Nimbus 2000. Vibrating Nimbus 2000. Oh, okay. Vibrating. I'm glad you said that because initially I thought it was a crossover cosplay. I thought you said Vibranium Nimbus 2000. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's an interesting yeah. blend there. No vibrating. No batteries not included. Uh, gotcha. Number two. Tony Montana's inflatable Colt <laughs> AR-15 machine gun. <laughs> Save your breath for Tony's little friend. Um, inflatable. Emphasis on inflatable. And perhaps the ultimate cosplay. Once you're done, number three, an official Star Trek photon torpedo coffin. 
Planet Genesis oh. not included. Yeah. Hey, I wow. give me the link because I'll buy that yeah. right now. <laughs> and I will just put it on the wall <laughs> with all the iPods. <laughs> well, no, I, I no, I mean it's a coffin. The the, yeah. the, the No, it, I get a, it. Oh, oh okay. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> see where that light is behind him yeah. it will replace yeah. that in okay. the corner yeah. oh, i get it <laughs> yeah and i'm which, gonna sleep in it inside my tauntaun sleeping bag on my bed oh boy oh, all geez. right which which one's fake all right so we have the <laughs> the inflatable machine gun i'm sure that exists we have the, come on that's we like have the easy. coffin easy money wait a minute is this is this round seven or six round, round six Okay, round so six. vibrating Nimbus two thousand. So, but we're at a point, Pete. Yeah, either this or the next is oh, is all three. Okay. I think this if is. If so, paying attention, this is it. I think this is the one. <laughs> yeah, because the vibrating Nimbus two thousand, I'm sure, is that's is stupid thing. enough to make sense. <laughs> right. Um, the machine gun, I question though, but in the world of cosplay, it also makes sense to do something that's inflatable because it's a lot easier to get through so security when easy. you're dealing with something that's inflatable. It's so easy to manufacture. And it's and it almost is funnier yeah. too because yeah. it's an inflatable machine yeah. gun, which makes it comical. Um, so I'm fine if we want to say all three. All three. Rob? Dang it. I should have made this harder. You are correct. <laughs> Either that or we are just avid shoppers for a very no, no, I love, I love the progression props. here. You guys have gotten really good. The, the Harry Potter, yeah, it was it was an infamous toy that after it came out, parents were like, are you guys serious? You made this? Does that happen? Yes, there is an actual, It's and it's a licensed Scarface inflatable machine gun. And yes, you actually could have your photon torpedo coffin. Um, however, the company Eternal Image, which was the purveyor of this, they sadly went out of business about 10 years ago. Wow. Shortly after getting the license from the Vatican Observatory, <laughs> which I oh my. totally don't understand. What were you thinking? Wow. I don't know. Anyway. All right. You're up. Okay. Well, this is it. You're, you're going to win. So we get a bonus round. You, well, I mean, here it is. The final category, number seven, cookbooks. <laughs> oh, okay. Number one, the Anchorman does dinner. Date night <laughs> recipes from Ron Burgundy's Kitchen Sutra. Oh dear. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Number two, the unofficial Hunger Games cookbook featuring breads from Peta's father's bakery and many <laughs> other decadent recipes from the rich capital city. <laughs> and finally, number three, Back to the Future. The official Hill Valley cookbook, over 65 classic Hill Valley recipes from the past, present, and future. Which one is the fake? And this one definitely has a fake. Yeah, the first one, I, it has to be real. I questioned the second one. The Back to the Future one, I feel like, you know what? I yeah. could see them coming up with something quirky like that because everybody loves like classic 50s, like, oh, like mom used to make sort of yeah. foods and stuff. And then, and the then future they stuff also is have the, the fun. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the second one, I, I don't, don't know. Think I, I, I've already. It's like the the one, though, with the sanest. That's probably what makes it. Nobody's going to buy it because they can buy delicious breads in any cookbook on the shelf. Yeah. And and there's something comically weird about the Hunger Games, yeah. <laughs> like the idea of the name Hunger, and then you're going to make a cookbook and it's it's like breads. Yeah. You're right. I, yeah. That's a high jump, low ceiling kind of experience. So I think we, we agree one and three. Yeah. One and one three. One and three, Rob. You are incorrect. <gasps> oh. The Hunger Games is real. Back wow. to the Future is real. The Ron Burgundy one I really want. 
And I'm telling that you, that's sounded a freebie. so yeah. real. From that the Kitchen so Sutra? Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding? Come on, yeah. jump on that, somebody. Totally. You notice we didn't even question you know, that. See? That's, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, brilliant. I, I was... I started, I ended strong. <laughs> Gentlemen, congratulations. That was you have beaten me. deeply this satisfying, was, Rob. I, I hope fun. that's not the only time we see this game play. <laughs> I would like to listen to others deal with that. <laughs> and now I have a shopping list to, yep. uh, to plan. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, well done. That was, that that was fun. That was some awesome. good laughs. Outstanding. All right. We, we go into now our, um, our lists. And I'm just going to say up front, I think I was the one who came up with this topic last week. The, the one that you did. Uh, one was distinct facial scars. Here's here's where I'm going to throw the curveball to you. It, it won. We're going to do it. Absolutely. When I went to start doing my research, <laughs> when you search <laughs> for distinct facial scars in movies, I don't know about you, but the first like three hits that I got was an article from November of 2018 where the British Film Institute has announced it will no longer fund movies featuring villain characters with facial scars. <laughs> they want to support the growing I Am Not Your Villain campaign started by Changing Faces, the United Kingdom's leading charity group for people with a visible difference, such as a marker scar. Yeah. And I went, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's what I did. I went a different direction. I found movies starring actors or actresses with actual facial scars. <laughs> oh, can I no. just tell you how funny that is because I did the same thing are you serious <laughs> <laughs> yeah because okay because I, I was reading those articles too and I'm like okay well then I'm going to do I'm going to do heroes or or not bad bad guys with facial scars and so I actually have that list and then I said and then I kept looking and I'm like I'm going to do people with real scars and so I have that list too so I actually have two lists I could pull from uh, potentially, but that was the one I was going to go with. How funny is that? <laughs> okay, that is amazing. Well, one, okay, one because one, because I did exactly what you did. I tried to do the list of heroes with scars, and I only came up with two. And I went, oh wow! I went. Well, they may be right. <laughs> so, <laughs> got worried. Oh, Pete, what did you do? You, <laughs> I I actually I. <laughs> I would like to reserve mine for my first round to see how quickly you get my theme. Oh, okay. Excellent. Okay, let's do it. This is hilarious. All right. This is great. I, since uh, since you uh, are doing people with real scars, right. I'm going to go with my good guy list then. Okay. And then, and then if I need to, I'll jump in. But I think this is thrilling that we have such a variety now. Okay, so for my first choice... I am going um, back in time to 1958 with an Akira Kurosawa film called The Hidden Fortress. And in this particular film, which uh, George Lucas was quite the fan of, because it does definitely have some Star Wars feels going on here, there is a particular character named Tadakoro, who is the rival of our uh, our kind of uh, the general, uh, General uh, Rokuroda, played by Toshiro Mifune, who they're kind of they have kind of this um, rivalry that's always going on. And in this particular case, um, uh, Tadakoro and uh, Rokuroda have this duel and they do this lance duel um because they're they're kind of like these generals from these different camps, and it's a friendly rivalry. Rokuroda wins this lance duel, and and Tadakoru says, you know, we'll meet again. And so uh, Rokuroda and the princess and the two um, the two guys, the peasants that they're with, they all go off later. They are actually caught by the the soldiers, the the bad soldiers, and they find Tadakoro. 
And he is there now, and he has been beaten by the the bad guy, the head of the bad guys. And he has this huge scar going right down the middle of his face, saying that, you know, they beat me because I lost that duel with you. And then he turns sides and ends up joining them, and they all escape. And and that's the film. But it's this, I mean, it's a great character, and it's a great moment in the film because, you know, they have this friendly rivalry, and he ends up kind of switching and, and joining them at the end. And it's it's just, it was great. And it's a serious scar, let me tell you. Like, when they beat him, it's like right, this like giant thing right down the middle of his face. It's pretty horrifying. So that's my first pick, The Hidden Fortress. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding pick. All right, Rob. Okay, so I went. Okay, so I'm going to start with who who the uh, actor actress is. So my first actress is Tina Fey. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not know this, and I had never understood. You know, I'm not. It's never really any of my business. But you know, when I was doing this, I was like, okay, I want to find out. Like, what what is is there a reason or a story behind this? Do you know that when she was five years old, and she she revealed this in a Vanity Fair profile in 2009, when she was five years old, she was attacked in an alley behind her house by a stranger. Wow. That's how she got her scar. I mean, what? Like that blew my mind. And I'm and certainly love all the stuff that she has done, both film and TV. The movie I'm going to pick of hers, I've actually seen. I wouldn't normally have seen this movie. I saw it because my wife was watching it one day over a, over a summer. It is Admission. It is a 2013 American romantic comedy starring her and Paul Rudd. And if you say to yourself, wait, Tina Fey and Paul Rudd were in a movie together. Yes, they were. It's it's amusing and funny. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I That's remember the story. trailer for that one. Um, oh. I didn't end up seeing that one because it's like the, trying to get their kid into college or something. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Admission is she's the admissions director of a college. I believe. Yes. Yes. Right. So wow. Admission. Uh, my first pick is a uh, is a film from 1989, and there was a period where we were getting a lot of these uh, alien and humans living together things. Do you remember some of these movies? Uh, they Live was, was one of them. Right. Um, uh, any anybody else? My stepmother is an my alien. My stepmother is alien. That's not the one I was going to choose. What I'm going to choose is 1989's <laughs> film Alien Nation. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're just resentment for the, the tent Kidneys, uh, newcomers in the, in the field, uh, that are living on earth. And there's just real political, uh, and racial and uh, speciesist unrest. And, uh, one of the, uh, main actresses in that film is, uh, Michelle Scarabelli. Jeez. <laughs> is that your just? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is that is that facial scarabelli? <laughs> I'm just saying, when you get told that the AFI is telling you that what you're about to do is offensive, you go to the bottom of the barrel for your Wait, creativity hold on. here. Hold hold on a second. You know what I love about this? What? None of us checked with each other on this. I know. So the hope yes, is, is that one so of us funny. was going to go down in flames. I know. <laughs> I wasn't going to be that guy. I actually, That's I had awesome. the AFI article queued up. If you didn't do it, I was going to drop it um, as soon as I got the pick. And let me just say, there's a lot. There are many more articles other than that one. Like yeah. it was everywhere I looked. <laughs> yeah. It's like how, the, the you know, why do people still fall to this, the prey of this? You know? I know. It's a big thing, too. Dudes, yeah. I, I would have been that guy. <laughs> hey, I love I love movie makeup. Yeah. I think they do fantastic work. Yes. There are a lot of great uh, facial scars out there. So, 
Um, oh. But yes, we know, we obviously <laughs> we, didn't all go that we're way. We're not doing so, it. <laughs> for my for my second one, you know, I this is a gosh, which we got so many good ones to do now. Um, I am going to go with Clint Eastwood's fantastic film Unforgiven. Oh, which I absolutely love. I think it's a fantastic, just a great western. It's it's a revisionist western about being an outlaw and stuff. And in this particular film. He is, uh, you, you have this terrible, terrible sheriff played by Gene Hackman who runs this town and the people beat up this, this prostitute and they slash her face and it's Delilah Fitzgerald and she's permanently disfigured and it's just, she's got horrible marks all over her face. And I mean, it's, it's the, you know, the makeup work is done well. Um, it's, it's painful to look at to see kind of what they did to her. And, uh, and so they hire this group of prostitutes um, led by Francis Fisher's character, Strawberry Alice, hire Will Money, Clint Eastwood's character, to come and take care of things. And it's, you know, it's just a thrill to kind of see Clint Eastwood at work in such a fantastic Western. And the way that, you know, he's so not that great anymore, like he's clearly past his prime. But then at the end, when he's just like, you know, little Bill, I'm going to kill you. And that whole shootout at the end, it's just, it's fantastic. And it's, and I just love that the way that the story unfolds is it's all about helping this, uh, this prostitute who was disfigured at the hands of these, uh, these cowboys who were just drunk and thought it was funny. And so that's my second pick, Unforgiven. The movie that made Westerns cool again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, and don't, was, you don't get Tombstone without Unforgiven. Unforgiven right, right, right. Uh, and I didn't mention it was Anna Thompson who played Delilah. She's the one who had the face that was all cut up. Nice pick. So, um, yeah. Okay, so my next pick, I'll start with the actor uh, for this one, is Michael K. Williams. Um, uh, and yes. known from The Wire. He, I, I remember, I think we talked about him in season two of the Marvel Movie Minute because he was filmed in scenes for The Incredible Hulk. Those those scenes got cut or in reshoots. I forget how that went, but I believe we talked about that. Um, he's talked about this. He he got into a bar fight when when he was in his mid twenties, and and that was the the cause for this. And he has gone on obviously the, the, for anyone who's watched The Wire, uh, many other movies and appearances. Um, there was a movie he is in. That I'm just going to admit, I didn't get around to seeing. I want to see this movie. I think I already missed it on HBO Max. Ed Norton's Motherless Brooklyn, which I have been meaning to get to. And that's my pick. Uh, So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Can I say how funny that is? Because he was going to be my first pick. He was going to be the first one that I said. And I was going to use The Road because I love that movie so much. Oh. And he played the thief in that film who who uh, accosts them at one point. And, uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely. I think he's a fantastic pick. So great choice. And I haven't seen Motherless Brooklyn either. Uh, I know Steve enjoyed it. Um, and it certainly is one I've been curious about since it came out. Very cool. Yeah, great pick. Uh, Pete, I'm I am falling into Team Cabosco just left and right tonight because this is another movie that I haven't seen, uh, but I'm picking it because I wager everybody's lives will be a little bit more entertained if they saw 1980s Can't Stop the Music. Are either of you guilty of seeing 1980s Can't Stop the Music? No, I don't think. No, I haven't. Have you heard of I, 1980s Can't I've Stop the Music? Heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, you have Andy yeah, because it's, it's a you're a fan. Is it the, it's the it's the village you're people. You're a fan one, of the right? village people. That's right. I knew that that's, if that's of I'm, the yeah. three of us, I knew I you knew would be was, the guy. Uh, 
I knew there was a reason that I had heard of that. Because you used to dress up as <laughs> when you were younger as as the <laughs> you, construction worker. You make it sound like it happened often. Yeah. Well, I was the cowboy, Pete. I was the cowboy. Oh, then you wouldn't have known that David Hodo, who did play, in fact, the village people's construction worker for many years, had a nickname. And that nickname was Scar. Mm. My work is done nice. on the second pick. I don't have anything else to contribute to that. <laughs> let me just tell you uh, that uh, this movie is a 4.2 on the IMDb uh, six-star uh, rating of goodness out of 10. And uh, so it's probably not going to uh, win any um, any awards. But it's also 41 years old, and it's about the village people. So I expect we should all be lining up. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm looking at the movie poster, and I've never seen them in all pure white, white. versions yes. of their yes. attire. Because all yeah, of the village people were virgins. <laughs> is that because they're wearing why? white? Isn't that what that's communicating to me? <laughs> didn't I? I'm speechless. <laughs> not, I, didn't, that, I didn't. Get there's it. that vacuumous that 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 vacuum of <laughs> silence that comes after a joke that lands. Truly, exceptionally badly. I didn't I did know where to go with that. I totally. I'll take right. it. Hey, you know, you can't put it back Great. in the bottle. Go ahead. No, it's there. <laughs> can't stop the music. I love can't it. stop the music, right. 1980. I love All it. Right. I love it. Nice. So good. So good. Andy, how do you, how do you follow that up with your, with your third and final pick? You know, it's hard to follow. Uh, anyone knows it's hard to follow the village people. That's just a tough act to follow, period. <laughs> For my final one, I am going to go with a film that I remember watching in the theaters. I thought it was actually really um, a strong film. It's a, it's a, I guess you could say it's a, a, a type of a Holocaust film. It it deals with it's it's a thriller about some people who go and try to kill, like they become agents, and they try to find this Nazi war criminal uh, named the Surgeon of Birkenau because he was performing medical experience experiments on Jews during uh, during the war. But it's told over two periods of time, and you have two fantastic sets of of performers playing these roles when they're younger. It's Sam Worthington, Jessica Chastain, and uh, I can't remember who the third one is. Is it uh, Jesper Christensen? And then when they're older, it's Helen Mirren, uh, Siren Hines, and Tom Wilkinson. And they are, of course, uh, trying to uh, pay for the debt. The debt is the name of the film from 2010. And of course, when she's younger, the character of Rachel, played by Jessica Chastain, gets uh, gets scarred by said butcher. And uh, you see her having the scar, and then you see Helen Mirren also having that scar when she's older and dealing with that. So um, that's my final pick, The Debt. Outstanding. I've seen, yeah, that's great. That's an outstanding pick. Yeah. Uh, all good people. All good yeah, people. All good people. Nicely done. All right. So my third pick. All right. So this isn't okay. I tied this into because I've seen the other movie I'm going to refer to. Um, the the actress is a uh, person by the name of Dana Elaine Owens. You probably don't know that name. What you probably know her by is her name of Queen Latifah. Mm. Uh, Queen Latifah has she has a scar in the top middle part of her uh, forehead. When she was uh, in her childhood, she was playing tag with her brother. She tripped over a telephone cord and hit her head on the corner of a bathroom wall 
and she has talked about that story many times. Um, now, before I mention her movie, <laughs> the movie I selected is I've seen this and I've seen its sister movie. What do I mean? Because she is part of an infamous part of history as another example of why hosts of The Tonight Show should never attempt a movie career in films involving cars. The other movie I'm talking about is Collision Course, which was a 1989 action film with Jay Leno and Pat Morita. Wow. The movie I'm talking about of hers is the 2004 American action comedy Taxi starring yeah. her and Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> you got two Tonight Show hosts. That that has actually been a pick before Taxi. We've I have Wait, has it really? I oh, that's yeah. that's on me, yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That is that is a cherished one-time pick. I can't believe you broke the glass on that one to bring back Taxi. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah, because no, I do try. I always try to look up. Okay, because that movie. Well, and honestly, when I saw yeah. it, I was like, "Well, this this is Collision Course." Because if was, and I've seen Collision Course. I don't think anyone else should. It just yeah. Stick to the Tonight Show, everybody. Stick to the Tonight Show. That's don't worry. Jeez. Don't try to do anything else. You're too funny. You're doing good. Anyway, there's my final pick. So, uh, what we're going to do here for my third pick is you're going to actually name my pick, and I'm going to start with a number of movies, and you're going to find for me which performer oh my connects them. Uh, you see what we did there? It's a, it's a little game. We made a little game oh, wow. out of my third pick. Are you ready? Yes. Just, think. just Cause. Home Alone 3. Eight-Legged Freaks. Oh, I love that one. The SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Wait, there's one performer in all these movies? Uh-huh. Yeah. Crikey. Uh, how about Will I Am, the Yes We Can video short? <laughs> the Black Dahlia. Justin Timberlake, What Goes Around Comes Around. A love song for Bobby Long. The Prestige. Holy cow. I can't think of anyone who's crossing. Uh, oh, Scarlett Johansson. Scoop! That was my last yes. one. <laughs> oh, it's like I it's like I, I knew she was eight legged freaks, and then uh, yeah, oh okay, interesting. Nice I was going to say job. David Arquette, David Arquette, but then I went no. But it would have been Dave, be that would have had to have been David Scarquette, and that doesn't oh. that doesn't oh fly. Scarlett Johansson, thank yeah. you, Andy, for bringing that home. Well done. <laughs> Good list. I so, love it. So, what is the movie? What's the movie then? Uh, it has to be Eight Legged Freaks. Absolutely. A Andy's gonna Andy's gonna I, put his thumb I'm on the scale for Eight Legged Freaks. Yes, right. Let me tell you, I read an essay this week on under um, under the under a skin. Yes, love uh, it. And uh, yeah, why I mean, haven't we done a just, series on that? On that, I, that I know, yeah. and and I feel like that plus all the movies I just read, we could do a hell of a ScarJo series. Yeah, and um, uh, throw Ghost because World I just in think, there. yeah. It, Ghost World, absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't want to do Lost in Translation. I do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just think she's done a lot of wonderful, wonderful movies, and um, she's uh, incredibly talented. And I, I, the essay on Under Her Skin was or, was fantastic, and I'm very much looking forward to Black Widow. So it's, you know, a lot of ScarJo on the brain. 
Okay. Uh, we all right. That was amazing. All right. We we've we've got to pick next Wait, week. Before we do, the, I I, oh, I I just think yeah. any any uh, good backups that you all had because I I've got some great ones from two lists now. <laughs> well, you know, okay. I didn't really have I didn't have backups because I did not expect anybody was going to pick Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm in a totally different universe. But you know what the thing is? Listen, okay, when I thought of good care like heroes with scars and movies. I'm going to tell you something, and I know I'm going to be foolish when you're going to correct me. I can only come up with Inigo Montoya and Slugworth. Uh, you, oh, yeah, both of those. I had both of those. Um, I had I had Marv and Sin City. Oh, Are you, so you're talking yeah. about this is had we gone with the real scars? Had yeah. I gone yeah, with the yeah, real? Yeah. <laughs> had yeah. we gone real? Before I Google, yeah, right, 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 right. yeah, and I'm all of mine are so ridiculously stereotypical to exactly what we shouldn't do. So right. you know, except for maybe I think I could have gotten away with Darth Vader um, at the end of. They all uh, could have been from Return Star Wars. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> they all could have been Star Wars, but his head well, Luke is Edmond. an egg. I mean, right, <laughs> and it's cracked in the middle, and that was delightful. Yeah. Work. yeah. Uh, I also had um, Frank, uh, Colin Burnson's character from Disorganized Crime. It's it's not a big scar, but he's got a little scar on the side of his face. And I it was like, you know, that could work. For my real scars, other than um, uh, Michael K. Williams, who you already brought up, um, Tommy Flanagan, he's got a great face with some great scars from, uh, again, I think he got into a, a, far, a bar fight when he was young. Or no, he, had a, he was attacked. He was working as a DJ and he was attacked uh, outside of a knife club uh, or a, a nightclub mm. with a knife. Um, but I was going to do Face Off or Braveheart or Gladiator. He's done mm-hmm. plenty of things. Um, Adrian Pazdar, he's got some uh, some scars from a car accident on, on his chin, um, but they still cast him in stuff like Top Gun. And I was going to go with Solar Babies. That was going to be my pick for him. And then, of course, Stacey Keach, um, just because, you know, he has, uh, you know, a cleft palate and has... He used to cover it up with a mustache for a lot of his performances, but I was going to pick the ninth configuration and found out that Stacey Keach is actually on the board of the World Cranial Facial Foundation as a way to kind wow. of say, you know what? Yeah. Be honest with yourself. This is what this is who you are. And that's what he's decided to do. And more and more, he's performing without it because he says, you know, this is who I am. And that's, I think, right. uh, you know, an awesome, an awesome thing. And Stacey Keach is great. So. Yeah. Well, I I want to thank you both for redeeming my horrible submission <laughs> last week. As a result, I will be saying nothing for this week. <laughs> what's What's the movie? What's what are we picking from? We're picking from Wall Street, which is number eight in our uh, list of Oliver Stone films and uh, yeah so it's wall street baby so i mean there's all sorts of you know shady business dealings okay. white collar crime um i love the idea of the douglases and the sheens you know um yeah i think that's kind of a fun list idea because it's like two great movie families that you can pull all sorts of movies from so uh, just like the hatfields and mccoys you know the douglases and the sheens so that, that, that could be actually be a really great one like just you, you the list has to involve some sort of familial relationship. Yeah, that's a, exactly it. Somebody from okay. one of the families. Only Douglas's or Sheen's movies. You don't like that idea? No, I like it. I just feel like uh, there are going to be a lot of steals. Are you kidding? You know how many movies between Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas, then there's Charlie Sheen, there's there's Martin Sheen, there's Emilio, Emilio Estevez. There yeah. are so many movies. There is if a there lot. are steals, then nobody's trying hard enough. 
I thought you were gonna say that the rule is they have to be in the movie together. It's like Young no, no, Guns, no. Young Guns too. Oh, and no, then no, 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 <laughs> no. It's like it's it's like you know anyone from any of their families. Okay, all right, anyone from any of their families. Yes. All right. Um, I I don't know. I like all of that. I like New York City movies. Uh, I I like movies where the the bad guy does end up being the business, the MBA. <laughs> Uh, evil MBAs. I don't know. <laughs> I also just love dark, the idea of the stock business. market. I mean, you know, I don't know if we've ever had the opportunity to do like stock market lists, like movies that somehow involve sure. stocks. I think that there's an interesting. Let's do stock movies. Yeah. Okay. Stock movies. I'll put stock market movies because otherwise people Great. are going to end with movies about cows. And, you know, you know how people come to these lists sometimes. <laughs> it's I all about that soup. remark. Chicken stock, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, that would totally All happen. Right. Nice list. Wait, what was the third one? Doug- Wait, what's the third one? I what thought we it? were doing family. Oh, New York City? Family playing oh. family, the Douglases and or Sheens we've tried, and stocks. We could do family playing family. Uh, I know we've tried that before. It's, um, uh, I can't remember when. Yeah. We, yeah, fairly recently. We had another another film where there was somebody playing a sibling. I don't remember what that was, but I know we we talked oh. about it. Was it a Gyllenhaal? It wasn't a Gyllenhaal or a Cusack. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> and um, we just ate up the list. So maybe we do New York City movies instead. It's it, it's broad. It gives people a lot of options. Sure. Yeah. New York City movies. Okay. There you go. And so, that means uh, next week, it's none of us. It's going to be the good Kyle Olsen, the good Mandy Kaplan, and the good Ray Delancey. Excellent. Doing one of those. So. Excellent. Outstanding. Plan accordingly. They will have a great time. All right. Well, uh, there we have it. Now, you know, beloved listeners, we've had quite the blast on this Saturday with you. So much so we don't want it to end. First, we want, no, we need you to ride your elephant or vehicle of choice over to the Show Talk channel in the next real Discord community and stamp your approval on the chaos. That is list picking and movie sabotage each week. How does one retrieve access to this hallowed and exclusive show talk channel, you ask? Tell your elephant, who will never forget, the URL I'm about to recite. TheNextReel.com slash membership. No, I'm going to say it again. TheNextReel, that's with two E's, dot com slash membership. And when you go there, you will have two choices, which are so easy to remember, you will never forget them. Number one, become a one reeler and join our online community in our Discord server for $1 a month. Or two, become a two reeler. See what I did there? For a few dollars more a month and join us for show live streams as we record and early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed. Sound like a dream, doesn't it? Well, when you wake up, you'll find yourself inside the super secret member channels deep within our Discord. And now you can support us with a single annual donation at either level as you become a contributing member of the next real family of podcasts. But wait, there's breaking news. I've just received notice that there's more Letterboxd. Also, with just two E's, Letterboxd is now offering a discount to anyone listening to The Next Reel. Just head to thenextreel.com slash Letterboxd, and you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. This discount also works for renewals. My friends with The Next Reel, you lend us your ear and we'll reward you with riches of entertainment pleasure. And speaking of pleasure, gentlemen, what a pleasure this has been. 
It's been fun. Any, it I, never, been I, ne I never want to host this show again. <laughs> Stop. What, any final words? My it was, ridiculous. Yes, note. just remember, <laughs> Zack Snyder says his four-hour opus is not <laughs> canon. Son of a bitch. <laughs> really? <laughs> we got you. You're doing Thanks great. Thanks to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Rob with Andy and Pete, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm -hmm.